Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our number two on the calm before the bomb cyclone. We have more of these powerful, scary, ominous weather terms for the winter. A bomb cyclone doesn't sound real good. I'm going to pick up. And give you a lot of details from a Kim Hyatt story, StarTribune.com or in the paper itself. Chad Hartman, Chris Stubbs in today, Dave Harrigan back tomorrow. Our friend Jamie Ucas at the bottom of the hour. And by the way, if you're mad about officials, Dean Blandino used to run the officials in the NFL. Took over after Mike Pereira left. Dean Blandino, like Mike Pereira, on Fox now. Very good. Chris, good job lining up Dean Blandino because I think 98% of Vikings fans were convinced (laughs) that uh, the club was getting screwed on a regular basis during Saturday's game. And by the way, the the, the two calls on uh, the fumbles were atrocious. So let me, I'm going to have to read a little more of this than I like, but I'll try to summarize here as much as I can. So this is a sheriff deputy out of Washington County who died by suicide after struggling with work-related post-traumatic stress, okay, can now be considered killed in the line of duty, and his wife may be entitled to associated benefits for the survivors, this is what the Court of Appeals ruled yesterday. Gentleman's name, Jerry Lannon, deputy, took his own life in November after a 30-year law enforcement career. His wife's name is Cindy. She applied to the Minnesota Department of Public Safety for benefits provided to survivors of officers killed in the line of duty. She said her husband's death was a result of work-related PTSD. Outgoing DPS Commissioner John Harrington denied the application as a matter of state law because suicide has never qualified. We see this all the time in other aspects of life, including with all sorts of insurance benefits. The court sided with Cindy, uh, the wife, Cindy. It said the meaning of the phrase killed in the line of duty as used in the death benefit statute is broad enough to encompass a death by suicide resulting in PTSD. Now, if they want, 
the attorney general's office can appeal. They don't. She, Cindy Lannon, will be the first case to proceed under the new standard. The ruling doesn't mean she's going to immediately be entitled to such benefits. Again, the DPS and Attorney General's Office will have an opportunity to contest the opinions of mental health experts. This goes back, you know, almost 50 years ago when the legislature established a special death benefit fund for survivors, surviving spouses and dependent children of officers killed in the line of duty. But it's ambiguous. In its opinion, the court looked for ways to interpret and understand legislative intent. It looked to case law that defined the phrase as death resulting from the performance of those duties peculiar to a peace officer. John Harrington said that in the most recent legislative session, the DPS proposed expanding the eligibility circumstances. So a little more on Jerry Lannon, the officer. He joined the sheriff's office 1999. Long career. Responded to double murder, armed domestic uh, disputes, suicide, child sexual assault, and others. So about seven years ago, diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Started going to therapy. In 2018, he sustained a back injury while lifting his granddaughter. Okay, so this is on his own. In July, followed by a serious car crash in September, after which he took medical leave. Again, this is separate from work. He sought counseling with a new therapist, and that's when PTSD came up. At a November session, Jerry Lannon reported ongoing symptoms of depression, including suicide. Two days later, the supervisor brought him in the emergency room because he was experiencing thoughts of suicide. The doctor said Lannon was at an extremely high risk to follow through with his suicide plan that kept him overnight. Hospital admits him for psychiatric care after he was diagnosed with severe recurrent of major depressive disorder. Two days after his discharge, he attends a therapy session, reports more stress, anxiety, and depressive mood. On November 26, he died by suicide. Cindy Lannan said the office has been supportive and has made changes to prioritize, prioritize mental health, which has been the focus of her advocacy work. So, that last part, not the last part, but the part I mentioned about what happened outside of work, a back injury and a serious car crash. So that's separate. But all the other part is tied to his work. And again, let's just go over the dates here again. He's diagnosed with anxiety and depression in 2015, and the next year started going to therapy. Then three years later is when he had these two events happen. And Cindy Lannon told the Pioneer Press that after the crash, her husband's PTSD went into overdrive. 
for me, and I want to hear from Chris when we come back, and I want to hear from you, okay? So start lining them up right now, 651-461-9226. Call or text. For me, in, in our advancements and our greater medical understanding by the experts, not me, but by those who do this and understand it, for me, if from your job, in this case as an officer, and there are benefits in the line of duty, PTSD is legit. Are there people who sadly will try to use it in the wrong way? A small amount. We're not going to eliminate the overwhelming number of folks who legitimately have this because some are trying to game the system. So if an officer ends up taking his or her life because of PTSD, and it's because of what happened at that job, I think they should qualify. She's honest and says it went into overdrive after this crash. Does that change it? I think this is understanding PTSD more. It's a reminder of how stressful this job can be on a regular basis. I think the legislation should adapt to this. And I... I think we should move beyond, and I think we have in many ways from 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 60 years ago, the automatic shame we would put on someone, male or female, if they took their life. What other issues have happened to cause it? In this case, there's a lot of evidence to say this particular occupation was an enormous part of it. What are the mental issues do individuals face which cause them to even contemplate this? What have they dealt with all the time? What has happened again? I hope we're just so much better at understanding this. What do you think? How do we deal with this on benefits? How should policy changes? What stories do you maybe have? What can you share in this? What do you want to say about it? 651. 461-9226. That is the city's one talk and text line. 651-461-9226. Our friend Jamie Ukis in less than 15 minutes. We're talking about a very serious topic here. I know the Pioneer Press has covered this story too, so I want to give them credit also. But I'm picking up on a Kim High story in the Tribune how a widow ended up, at least so far, Winning in court after over benefits after death by suicide of her husband and PTSD. Our friend Blois Olson has chimed in, and Blois raises a good point on this, Chris Tubbs. I want you to chime in after what Blois says here. The biggest challenge with PTSD is it can come out of nowhere, and they take a long time to figure out where it's coming from sometimes. So it's not like you take a test, you know that the cause of your PTSD. That is a part of it. And I get it, and that's why I wanted to highlight, or or not, maybe not highlight, but not let the, the other uh, serious matters and injuries which happen away from duty and include that 
in the conversation of PTSD, but this is an individual, Jerry Lannon, who was talking about anxiety, talking about issues years before that, but his wife does acknowledge, Chris, that the car crash, the Sears car crash, accelerated what was taking mm-hmm. place. So as you take all this in, what do you want to say? To me, what I hear in the line of duty, I, I don't feel like that's a subjective term. I feel like in the line of duty means when you are, you know, physically, you know, doing your job and something happens when you are, you know, actively out there on patrol. I I definitely feel like there are a lot of contributing factors and maybe that car crash was the catalyst to, you know, to to all of these, you know, the, the snowball of events. I just feel like once you deem that the you know, in the line of duty, like I feel like you start to go down a a slippery slope with all of these mitigating factors. And and PTSD, I mean, is very, very real. But at, at what point do you have to, you know, kind of say, okay, well, this is where PTSD would apply. This is where it wouldn't apply. I, I just, I feel like well, that's going- why it's hard. Yeah. That's why it's hard. And just continue on Blois's point. We don't we don't have a test available to say okay. In 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 the Jerry Lannon case, okay, we know a hundred percent. If we did a test, uh, May of two thousand sixteen, when he was already talking about anxiety, and it was well before this car crash, we did this test. We know he had PTSD then. Yeah, that that's just it. Oh, yeah, but here's what I want to say: we know for many people, PTSD is legit. We know for an incredibly smaller amount, they will cite it and their line to try to get benefits. We see this debate all the time. Listen, we've talked about the number of officers in Minneapolis who have left post-George Floyd and the debate on, well, is this because the mayor and the governor didn't support him? So why do that? job is it because of what they saw is it because they heard from attorneys about this we've had guests on we've had former police officers on this show who have called out some of those officers saying i'm not sure about it we've had other former police officers say about those former police officers you're being too callous come on this is legit so to me part of what you're saying chris is if you know in a horrifying manner if someone is killed while working, okay, that they're investigating, they're, they're, they're covering a case, and they're shot. They, they are covered. But then if somebody has case after case after case, or it's even smaller, mm-hmm. and for some reason they suffer PTSD where other officers don't, and it, in a clear-cut way, changes their life. And one doctor, multiple doctors say she or he has PTSD because of this. I'm not willing to say that they shouldn't get the benefit, but somebody who physically dies right there on the scene, they get it, but the other person doesn't. But at the same time, then let's change the wording of it because then it's not that – you know, killed in the line of fire. It's 
I, I believe that there are benefits that they are entitled to. But, I mean, how do you go about classifying those or quantifying it? Because, yeah. And, and I, I just I feel like it's a misrepresentation when you're saying that, you know, in the line of fire when, you know, technically well, it says it, line. It says line of duty. OK. Okay. Line, okay, line of duty. <clears throat> but, right. Well, uh, here's another one. OK. So like uh, I, and I appreciate uh, friends of mine reaching out through text. Ace Lake, something we know very well. Mm-hmm. Here's what Henry says. Will others that have security jobs, but not officially police officers, be able to use this moving forward? Let's expand on what H is saying there. What about other jobs where it's not just in security, but that job creates an incredible amount of stress? Yes. And their life is changed because of a singular event. Or an accumulation. Because it shouldn't just be officers if we're acknowledging that PTSD is absolutely legit with some people, even though it's incredibly difficult to determine where precisely it kicks in, what particular circumstance or circumstances cause it to happen. Let me get to some of the text here. We still have a long way to go in normalizing PTSD and allowing those with to talk about it without hiding in the shadows. Generations of those in the military suffered from it. Telling someone you automatically had it made you less of a man. I hope this case sets a precedent for future cases so those families who were in service and took their lives receive benefits. We are way better than we once were on PTSD, but we have a long way to go. And whether it's you individually or somebody close to you, we we all know someone or of someone who saw, let's just be blunt, hell. Saw it every day. And then we think they can just come back, compartmentalize everything, and go back to their sales job, go back to their radio job, go back. Some can do it. They're the rarities. That also should be included to me in the line of duty conversation, understanding we have a lot of gray. We have a lot of nuance in society. It's not always you good, you bad, uh, in, out. And this is a part of the conversation. Uh, More text here. I find it amazing the mental health can be applied to police officers, but not the general public. That's what I'm saying. What other jobs does this apply to now or moving forward? More text here, 651-461-9226. Thanks for using the correct phrase, death by suicide, instead of committing suicide. Also, and I, I really appreciate the transparency here, my husband died by suicide four years ago, longtime Parkinson patient, his employer provided life insurance, did pay out because he worked there for more than five years. I mean, I said at the start when I talked at length about Q and what happened today, I, I'm i all for transparency. I love that people are willing to share that. I want to share. I'm drawn to other shows and whether it's the host or other people who are willing to talk about real things along with, you know, you know various nonsense. So great text on this topic. I so appreciate it. 
Let's get you uh, traffic, <clears throat> the lousy and potentially dangerous weather forecast. Let's talk to Jamie, who I assume is in L.A., where it was dangerous with earthquakes in Northern California, not in L.A. But we'll talk to our friend Jamie Yukas in just a matter of minutes here on Chris Tubbs' radio station, Newstalk 830, WCCO. Jamie's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We're going to talk a little weather, a little weather dilemma at the start. First of all, I'm guessing Southern California. I've not looked. 75 degrees, uh, light clouds. Is that about right? No, it's 64, actually, and oh. blue sunshine, blue skies and sunshine. Uh, do you have on the layers and a fireplace going that's in the mid-60s? <laughs> I have. Uh, I do have layers on. Um, I'm, I'm sure your producer told you I, after three years of avoiding COVID, tested positive for COVID. So I'm sitting oh. on my balcony in the sun in a sweatshirt and sweatpants right now. No, I had, I had no, no I'm just learning you. this now. So actually, oh, I thought the sunshine's like the only saving grace here that I'm sitting outside on the balcony and feel somewhat human in the sun, but okay. yeah. When, uh, when were you first diagnosed? When did you start getting sick? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt totally fine and I really, I know I sound stuffed up, um, but I have not had any like major symptoms, which I, I believe is because I'm vaccinated and boosted. Um, I've been yep. tired. I, I only took a test. To be honest with you, I have no idea when I got this because uh, I've been masking in large events. But you know, you go out to eat now. You're around people. You're going to holiday parties. I have no idea. And I Monday just woke up feeling kind of groggy. Uh, and thought, you know, before I go into work and um, you know have to be in front of the makeup artist and, you know, other people, uh, you know, in my grill, I'll just take a test just to make sure because I feel kind of, kind of tired and, you know, a little run down. And sure enough, I was, uh, I was very surprised to see that line pop (laughs) because I've had colds much worse than what I've got right now. So I don't know. Well, think about with all your travel, to the Olympics, yeah. <laughs> both to all the places. All how many tests ballpark? Do oh you my think god, I've done. Taken? I've done like. I mean, that's the thing, Chad. I've I have been in you know doctors' offices getting PCR tests, like almost in tears, yeah. going, "Oh my god, I know I have it. I know I have it, and I'm going to miss this thing, or I'm going to not be able to go to this wedding, or I'm not going to go to China, or China's going to." you know, jail me in the medical right. detention center once I get there. Right. And they've all been negative. I mean, I've had probably four or 500 tests, I would guess, if, if we're truly looking at. Testing was really starting to be widely available in, what, July of 2020. Yeah. Um, and that's when right. we started yeah. doing it for work. So I, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's 500 tests. And the one that I, that I was like, ah, oh, peace of mind. This isn't going to be anything. I've had colds worse the last three months. Like, I'm just a little run down and tired, but you know, it's the holidays. I should do the right thing. Bam. (laughs) So I'm also hoping I just get over it pretty quickly, you know, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So how do you feel right now? Um, I like, I'm just a little fatigued and you know, I know I sound stuffy, but like, I don't feel bad. Um, I'm not going to go run like seven miles today, but you know, like I do have energy like I could, you know what I mean? But 
Um, no, I'm just taking, honestly, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things in life that you wonder too sometimes, like, I have just the last few years. I mean, you look at my Delta Sky Miles account. I'm at like 630,000 miles or something crazy. And it's like, you know, we're about to launch yeah. this show the first of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like I've been with the holidays. It's like we've been running and running and running and dropping packages and shopping. And I'm just wondering if this is like, you know, like a higher powers way of going, hey, time to just take like a take a little snooze break. Just yep. take a break. You know, get yourself, get yourself, you know, in a good spot and, you know, get back to work. There's no good time to get it. I don't want anybody to get it. Well, I never wanted to get it. Do you, to be honest, like I wanted to be special, Chad. Like let's, let's just, I'm just ego driven a hundred percent. Like I wanted to be the special one that could say, you know, in like six years, like, yep, I never tested positive, never Never. had it. Yeah. No. Well, for yeah. for the right price, we can burn this tape, you know, and and and, and help uh, <laughs> keep that going. No. But what I was going to say is, so no. okay, so we're at the twentieth. If yeah. you're over this, let's say, hopefully by Thursday, and yeah. then you still can have the weekend plans with Christmas Eve on the Saturday and Christmas on the Sunday, and then get healthy for when the show debuts. Yeah. There could have been yeah. way worse times. Oh, absolutely. And that's my boss said that to me yesterday to make me feel better because I, I was really feeling down yesterday just about the whole thing. And he was like, look, to be honest with you, I'm glad this is I'm, we're not having this conversation January 2nd. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, it's it is what it is. Sometimes you just have to look at it and say, you know, there's there's got to be. There's got to be some something bigger involved here, um, and hopefully, I'll have some immunity now going into the yes, the new year and the new start to the show. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know so how I do not know that anymore. Um, what was that now? I don't know how this works with these variants though anymore. Like, what is my immunity now? So, Doctor Michael Ostrom on this show a lot. In fact, we don't have him on quite as much now, but he's back on tomorrow. Yeah. What he's been saying lately, Jamie, is that you have immunity for about four months. Four okay. months. All right, and I'll then, take it. Get me to the yeah, spring. And so, right, as long as everything slows down and nothing else pops up, it's you'll have immunity, yeah. right? And the point he makes repeatedly is even though he advocates a 1,000%, uh, get your booster, get your flu shot, all that, and yep, yep. He, that, he keeps check, saying, check. yep, we cannot just keep boosting our way out of this, that we're going to need different types of vaccines, which can address where we're at now yeah, compared right. to where we were two years ago. And for the folks who are going, well, well, I told you this, I told you that, you don't well, that's, that's know everything that's going to happen <laughs> during a pandemic. Come on, stop. Well. Also, look at your flu shot. Your flu shot's not the same every year. We have a different flu shot every year, depending on the strength. I, you know, it's interesting you say that because I actually what what pissed me off. I, I don't. Can I say that on the radio about this? Well, you did. So uh, sure, go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, no, I really, really was irritated. I got boosted September twenty eighth before I went to my friend's wedding in Mexico. So. Uh, I thought I thought I'd be clear through the holidays, to be honest. If if it was that four month mark, but now they're saying with these variants, it's like that was the Omicron booster. So yeah. I made it through yes. Omicron, and now this BA four and BA five 
So I think he's right. I mean, like, because look at me. Yeah. I boosted, but it, it didn't, you know, didn't help me with this right now. Well, and what I meant to you on the four months is more the natural immunity. Um, the shots okay. may last a little bit longer. The shots, if they're right, and again, these numbers are low. Not as many people are, are, are doing this. It's, it's, it's longer than that. So um, obviously COVID is the major storyline. But I want to get to this before we uh, run out of time here and remind folks a friend, Jamie Ucas is with us, tested positive for COVID for the first time, but compared to a lot of folks and is doing well and hopefully back at work in a few days. So Northern California, not where you are, but Northern California had a 6.4 earthquake. And latest I saw was like 80 to 85 aftershocks. Tell me... Since you moved out there, the worst earthquake you have dealt with? Uh, I have been very lucky. I think the the worst one I dealt with was 4.2. Um, and what's really, I, I don't want to say, f- it's not funny, haha, funny, but funny, weird, is that my mom and I, in December of 2020, flew to Florence, Italy. And we got off the plane, and I looked at her, and I said, do they have earthquakes here? And she's like, why would you ask that? And I said, I don't know. Just here in, you know, Florence, Tuscany at the airport, it just mm-hmm. reminds me a little bit of like California. I don't know. Yep. And she's like, why would you, why would you say that? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to be prepared. I want to know these things. So she uh, and I go to bed and about an hour into sleeping, there's an earthquake, which is very unusual in Florence, Italy. And it was 4.1. Yeah. So I had almost the biggest earthquake, uh, experience in italy where i was not supposed to (laughs) (laughs) that is that is okay so when you're out and about and it's a glorious place la-di-da good for me i've also had a a chance to travel it's a it's amazing place damage things different or just let's go on with the rest of our day and if you didn't know you didn't know here in California, 4.2 is really nothing. I mean, you might see, like, the sidewalk might, you know, if it's already cracking, if the crack gets a little bit bigger, if there's, you know, I mean, it's really, they've retrofitted so many buildings out here, that's really not going to, you're not going to notice that at all. Um, yep. You know, what they said today, above 6, I mean, that can have damage, but I have friends in the Bay Area who told me that they didn't even feel it, uh, that they were actually woken up by the alerts on their phone and not the actual earthquake. So, you know, it really depends, like, where you are and how um, how good the retrofitting is. You know, I know in Mexico yes. City, when I've traveled there, they've had some tremendously big earthquakes. And you can tell because there's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, parts of the city that have crumbled or, you know, have shifted. Um, it's also built on a swamp. So between the swamp and, and the earthquakes, you know, I, there's a church, uh, a big Catholic church in Mexico City that's on a slant now. Um and they really think one really bad earthquake, that church could go down and it's, you know, hundreds of years old. So I think it just depends where you are and how good they've retrofitted things. For sure. All right. Get healthy. I'll be sending my best Thank to you. you. Uh, d- Thank uh, you. Take it easy. It's and the then only be back time to- I want negativity. Okay. Just send me some negativity <laughs> this week. Yes. Yes. All right. See you. Talk soon. <laughs> All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Jamie Ucas. A chance to get out of here. You need to do it. I'll tell you details when we come back. It's uh, atrocious out, and it's only getting worse. 
So what if I told you you could get out of here for 10 days, February 21st to March 2nd, and travel to a flawless location on a great tour? I hope you'd say yes. I can't imagine why you would say no. You have torture or you have perfection. We are going to Hawaii, Oahu, Kauai, and Maui. Three distinct Hawaiian islands staying at fabulous hotels, seeing well-known locations and other locations that you never could have imagined, and you will never, ever find someone who comes back from a Hawaiian trip and says, ah, didn't live up to it. This is run by Holiday Vacations. They've been associated with CCO forever. I've traveled with them before. They're A+. February 21st, March 2nd, Hawaii. If you're going back again, this is the time to go to Hawaii. If you've never been, now. HolidayVacations.com, keyword WCCO Radio. If you'd rather call, it's 888. Wait a second. This shouldn't pop up. Hold on a second. Let me close this. 888-867-2190. Probably the easiest. HolidayVacations.com, WCCO Radio. Linda's Construction, it's time for us to go this hour. Any window issues, infinity from Marvin Windows. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 